1: and thank you for joining us here at the Black Catholic Initiative radio show, where we talk about the events that affect uh, the Black Catholic community here in the Archdiocese of Chicago. I'm Father Michael Trail, and I'm honored to uh, be the host and also serve as the pastor of St. Thomas the Apostle Catholic Church in the Hyde Park neighborhood of Chicago. You can also find this uh, episode of the Black Catholic Initiative on uh, on our YouTube channel, uh, Catholic Chicago, and everywhere that you can uh, get your podcasts. We'll also be on uh, WNDZ 750 a.m. I am honored today to have a longtime friend join me today. I'm um, very honored today to welcome uh, Kionda Boyd, who is a uh, parishioner at St. Catherine Drexel and uh, a youth minister, a Tolton scholar, and honestly just a, a longtime friend. So, Kionda, welcome. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? It is good to see you. It's a little awkward. No, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> it has been a long time, you know. Um, so um so Keanda, you bring uh just a whole range of wealth and experience and uh put one of the things that we're doing here on our radio show is just to kind of expose people to the the people who you know make up our pews and the people who who worship in our parishes and um so I'm honored to have you here today so Kionda, I want everybody to know everything about you, so tell us about yourself.
2: That's a long list. I uh, know. <laughs> Hi, my name is Kionda Boyd. Um, I've been Catholic since I was three. Yep. Um, the parish that I went to was St. Alby's, but it went through renew my church and is now called St. Catherine Drexel Parish. It's on 91st and Stony Island. Um, What else? Uh, I'm in youth ministry. Um, I've been in youth ministry since 2015, um, right after I graduated college. So yeah, that's been my baby. I love it. I know. (laughs) And now I am a Totem Scholar um, at CTU, which I love. Um, It's giving me a wide range of things that I want to do as far as youth ministry, young adults, and giving me more of a perspective of what. It entails about being a youth minister.
1: That's awesome, That's awesome. No, and I think that's the—that's also one of the reasons I wanted to to bring you on here today because you know I wanted to talk about you know youth and young adult ministry, especially in the Black Catholic context. I think that's so important for for our community. You know, um, I think it's as we think about our whole life of faith, right? You know, that that stage in development of youth and young adults, and that's a a segment that needs to be uh, fostered and developed. And I I really want to commend you on that work. So. You've been doing this since 2015, so talk to me about what is, what's it been like? What are some things that you've done? What has been some joys and some passions of yours as you've done youth ministry since 2015? Jeez. I know.
2: Youth ministry since 15 has truly changed, oh. and I have to give grace and honor to the late pastor, Father Doris, because he was the one who— pushed me to do youth ministry, and I am so grateful for him because without him, I don't think I will actually be here because you know how it is for young adults. It's hard graduating from college and then trying to get back into the church and build a community with the people that's your age. So without him, I wouldn't be here. Um, But I will say youth ministry has grown for me um I have done youth retreats youth lock-ins um plays concerts um outings um theology work as well with the youth which I love but you know COVID hit and (laughs) it was like kind of on a standstill for what two years probably um and I'm sure the kids miss it as well sure sure um
1: you know, I know while, while COVID changed a lot of things, I know that um, that I know that you were still working with them, and I think it's really cool to see how your own passion for youth ministry is made stronger through your work as a Tolton Scholar. I think that's that's awesome. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so tell me a little bit more about um, talk to me a little bit more about some of the 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 people that you minister to. Like, what are their experiences been? You know, just kind of flesh out. some of those youths that you minister to?
2: Um, So, the kids that I actually minister to um, at St. Catherine Drexel is literally the same kids where I was when I was younger. Mm -hmm. Um, Just looking for someone to listen to them, um, and which I am glad to be an outlet for them because sometimes it's hard to express how you feel to an older adult because they really don't understand or they forgot where they came from. So it's hard for them to like really relate to the kids. And I feel like I do relate to the kids more because I'm willing to learn and listen to them because you never know. They can change your outlet on certain things. I know. And which I feel like as being a young adult now that we have to listen to our youth because they're going to be the ones to change the generation moving forward. Oh, definitely. That's, that's for sure.
1: And you know, Kionda, I, so for those of you who don't know, Kiana and I are friends on Instagram, and I, uh, I check in on her all the time. And I know, even outside of youth ministry, you're doing a lot of cool stuff and a lot of good work. And you have a latest project going on right now with your uh, running group. So talk to me a little bit about that.
2: So a lot of people say, like, oh, you're in youth ministry. That's all you do. And I say, like, I love the kids. So right. um, during COVID, I didn't really get the chance to use my ministry work, which I was kind of a little down about that because, you know, COVID, we had to you know, be distanced from each other. Right. So I needed to do something that um, gives me a sense of joy is by working with the kids. So what I did was I took a passion that I love, which is track and field, mm-hmm. and I wanted to bring it to the community that would serve me, which is District 218. That's out of the southwest suburbs in Alsub, Sub, um, Crestwood, Oak Line, um, Chicago Ridge, and Blue Island. Great. And I did an AAU track and field program with the kids there we had 65 kids that was on the team which was amazing to be our first year but also we had six athletes that went to the junior olympics this past summer and they did phenomenal and i'm just so proud of them they just uh, i can't wait for next year that's awesome
1: (laughs) that's awesome um See, this is why, like, I just really admire you, just because you know you you have all these great gifts and talents, and you put them to use, you know. And I think that's the whole point of us as we're trying to live out our life and live out our faith, right? It's just taking the gifts that God gave us and putting them to the use for God's people. So I really want to commend you on that. That's awesome.
2: Thank you. Um,
1: no, really, really cool. I know that um, you know, with your passion for you know for track and field, for uh, youth, and for uh, stuff like that. I, I want the people to learn a little bit more about you. Did you have an experience uh, when you were young in youth ministry or anything like that while you, while you were young?
2: Yes. Yeah, so at St. Albies, because when I was young, it was at St. Albies. Right. Um, we had this youth group called Youth for Christ, and I was a part of it. And it wasn't like the ministry that I do now. I think it's just because we didn't really do as much Sure. And the ministry that I created. We do a lot because I rather the kids be busy than not busy. Right. Um, so, I mean, the mun- the ministry did serve me well, but I had to revamp it in a way that the kids now can understand. Okay, this is how youth ministry supposed to go. Right. Like you're constantly busy and you constantly giving to the Lord.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think I think that's that's awesome. The fact that. That you know, through your work and through the work that you do with others, you can create a place where, um, really, a place where where they can thrive and be themselves. You know, uh, they do that. They have that place at school. They have that place at home, but for you to be able to have that pla- to create a space and a place for them in church, right, which is another one of their homes, I think that's absolutely incredible. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's that's the nice thing about it. But I'm sure it must keep you very, very busy on top of everything else that you're doing. I'm sure. Yes. Yeah. Because not only not only are you uh, doing all this great work in youth ministry. You have a good professional career. You're doing a lot of great things, and um, it's really exciting. So,
2: Thank you so much. You're
1: welcome. You know, we're going to take this opportunity to take a quick break, and uh, stick around. After our commercial break, we're going to keep our conversation going with Kianda and uh, talk about some of uh, the things that are looking forward to ahead.
3: Sunday, September 18, Catholic Charities is hosting a reunion for anyone who was involved in St. Vincent's Orphanage, the life-affirming agency that helped establish thousands of families at 721 North LaSalle Street in Chicago over 91 years. Tours of the building begin at 10 o'clock in the morning. Mass will be celebrated at noon with a reception to follow. Adoptees, adoptive parents, staff members, volunteers, and friends of St. Vincent's are all welcome to attend. These annual reunions offer adopted persons a chance to see where their lives began, where they were baptized, and to meet some of the people who cared for them. Everyone found love and support when they came to St. Vincent's. This event is free, but registration is required. Call 312-655-7093. That's 312-655-7093.
2: 44 for me teaching when i started here there were teachers here that had taught me when i was a student now i'm the old person (laughs) right now i teach junior high math i love when kids find what i'm teaching to be fun and they get it i see that light bulb go off and it's a thrill people are always amazed what what you're here for 44 years it's hard for me to believe frankly (laughs) I love what I do. Every summer, I think, oh, I miss the classroom. Even on the weekends, I think I can't wait to get back on Monday and teach those quadratic equations.
0: <laughs> Shape the next generation of leaders. Teach. Apply today at artschicago.org schooljobs. Catholic Charity's St. Martin de Porres Society offers meaningful conversation with compelling speakers to discuss the needs of our region, nation, and world and the power of faith in meeting those needs. On Wednesday, September 28th at 6.30 p.m., Sally Blount and Father James Martin will participate in a special online event, Putting Faith into Action, Becoming Builders of a Better World. To register for this free event, visit ethaneumcenter.org slash events. That's A-T-H-E-N-A-E-U-M center.org. You can also email us at partners at catholiccharities.net for more information. Join us as we learn more about the charitable works of the church and inspire each other to live our faith in new ways.
1: Hi, and welcome back to the Black Catholic Initiative radio show, where we're talking about Black Catholic issues that are here in the Archdiocese of Chicago. My name is Father Michael Trillo, and I'm honored to be the host. And again, we are honored to have uh, Kiana Boyd, a parishioner of St. Catherine Drexel and a youth minister in the Archdiocese to, uh, as my guest here, so as we're continuing our conversation. You know, Kiana, I really wanted people to know about you, so we spent the first half just hearing a little bit about you historically, and I want people to continue to get to know you just because I think you're an awesome person. And so, um, tell me a little bit about some of the stuff that you're doing now. Um, I know you've been in the Tolton Scholar Program for a couple years, share a little bit about that.
2: So I started the program in 2019 um, as being a Tolton Scholar. So right now, it's probably what, my third, going into my third year, and now I am in my internship. And In my internship my placement is at St. Moses the Black Parish um uh, which Father Matt O'Donnell Um, is my site supervisor and he's also the pastor at St. Moses the Black and I'm excited because now I get to work with a different community, um, different youth, and bringing more um, youth ministry and young adults back into that parish because it wasn't really accumulated there so I'm excited to build something within that community.
1: That's awesome. Share a little bit about the Tolton Scholarship, the Tolton Scholars Program for those who aren't familiar.
2: So the Tolton Program is for um, Black Catholics who want to experience youth ministry. Like they want to involve, they want to learn more, and they want, once they graduate, they want to give back to the Archdiocese of Chicago, which working inside of it. So my ultimate goal. Is to be the youth minister of Vicariate Six, bringing all youth ministries together as one instead of being one entity.
1: Sure, sure. No, that, that's awesome. You know, uh, uh, the Tolton Scholar Program is housed out of uh, C.T.U. Catholic Theological yes. Union over in Hyde Park, um, uh, in my neighborhood and actually in my parish. And uh, C.T.U. Uh, C.T.U. has this program for Tolton Scholars, and it's a it's a wonderful program that invites. Uh, laymen and women to um get a theological degree um you know so i know you're working on your master's right now over yes. there which which program are you in What master's program
2: pastor and ministry
1: okay so you're doing your, your master's in pastoral ministry and so that's a it's a great opportunity for uh, laymen and women to um get the degree to work professionally within the church you know and, and aspire to do things like how you're doing uh Keanda, which i think is really cool thank you. Yeah, yeah you know all of this though comes from um a relationship with Christ right you know because that's the whole point we do this you know yes it's uh, it helps us to build a relationship you know first and foremost that we do this because we have a relationship with the lord so talk to me a little bit about um your own relationship with 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 Christ with the church um you know kind of how how that's grown and flourished over the years
2: how much time we have
1: oh we got all the time <laughs> in the world <laughs>
2: okay so i would say um i have been catholic since i was 3 but when I went away to college at Lewis University, which is not that far, I'm right. in St. Romeoville, Illinois, right. um, when I graduated, I wasn't really, like, back in the church. Like, I felt like I was losing my way, and then I got back into church because the Father Doris said, hey, I have something I want you to be a part of, which I didn't know at the time would be youth ministry and creating it from the ground up. I didn't know that's what was going to be. And ever since then, I've been evolving mm, within youth ministry. My faith has gotten really stronger, which I love. But then, you know, COVID hit. And I feel like COVID gave everyone a different outlook yeah. as far as, like, faith. Because I wasn't going to church during COVID. Right. Yeah, I may watch it online, but, you know, it's different when you're sitting in God's house right. than sitting in your bed with your pajamas on. It's a little different. <laughs> right. So I would say, like, it it turned like I of course you know I'm always going to be Catholic but I felt like I wasn't really doing what I was supposed to do was really sitting with God and asking Him okay how I'm going to get out of this and what I'm going to do right um so I went to St Moses the Black because of course I had to start my um, internship and that was the first time in two years that I sat in church yeah. which. I was kind of happy to be back in the Lord's house because I was just like, wow. Right. I really missed out on a lot because you never know what you're really walking into when you go back into right. church. But it it felt good to be back in God's house because I think that's where I needed to be. Yeah. Not to say like I was losing my faith, but I felt like it was kind of like declining in a way. Sure. But I needed to bring myself back because I know what I ultimately want to do is you know, be in ministry and if I need to be in ministry, I have to be in at church.
3: Right. <laughs> it has to
2: feed me. Right. So um I was glad and I'm glad that I was able to do it in the parish that I am doing my internship. That's awesome.
1: You know, um I thank you firstly, I wanna say thank you for sharing a little bit of your faith story because um while your faith story is unique to you, I think that kinda of those those arches and those waves of and those real big questions of, you know, who am I, what do I do? um i think those questions are are a lot of people have those things you know and uh i think about that that time out of college that you were just talking about you know where you're like okay now what do i do where do i go how do i get back in how do i get back involved i think people our age deal with that question i think i think anybody who's taken their faith even half seriously wrestles with those kind of questions as well so i think in some senses by you sharing your story a little bit it's i think it might bring some comfort to know to others to know that they're not alone in that you know yes. that uh that they that those feelings or emotions or whatever it is they experience, they they're not someone else has gone through that too.
2: Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Um being a young adult is hard. Tell me um, tell me more about that. It man.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: It's hard because no one prepares you for adulting. I heard it. <laughs> like <laughs> it what? is hard, I know. <laughs> <laughs> they just threw me into this and right. Now you just really just trying to adjust, but I feel like our generation, because we are millennials, yes. we're a little different. <laughs> uh huh. Um, we speak our truth, right. whether it comes off harsh or if it comes off in a nice way. But I feel like we just have a lot built up inside of us that sure. we really don't share, right. and we only share with certain peers. Mm-hmm. Um, so when it comes to like young adult ministry, which I'm excited about because I never really got to touch base Mm. with the young adult community, but I'm also excited because I'm a young adult. So now I get to share how I feel with other young adults, but also tying it back to, okay, what would God do? Like, how can I figure this out? And I feel like that is going to be a great space of bringing young adults back into the Catholic faith because we all dwindled out, and <laughs> now come on back. I uh, know, right, exactly.
1: <laughs> and I, I think, you know, um, I'll, I'll tell everybody my age, so I'm 32, and I think the—I won't tell them how old you are. but <laughs> just to be <laughs> We are the same age. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think the questions that, that you and I deal with, you know, in our early 30s are— different kind of questions that we deal that we dealt with when we were 25 or 22 or 18 or you know and I'm sure the questions that we deal with when we're 45 uh, I mean we will look just as good but right <laughs> but you know but when we're 45 it'll it'll be different questions but I think just have having this space in this place right now where we are in our life to really sit and wrestle with those kind of questions I think is good
2: yes yeah, yes. yeah.
1: um you know we got so much time left here and I just really wanted to um, so you're starting, this, you're starting your internship at St. Moses the Black, and uh, you have an opportunity to um, really do some real groundwork and do some practical ministry with the stuff that you learned at Catholic Theological Union as a Tolton Scholar. So talk to me about a little bit what that internship looks like kind of specifically.
2: So I will say I am very nervous about this internship. I don't know why. <laughs> Even though I have been in ministry since 2015, but I'm very nervous, and I don't know if it's because— I'm starting it from the ground up, even though I started youth ministry from the ground up in 2015. But this is I feel like it's a little different Mm -hmm. because um, I attended St. Albie. So I knew everyone. I'm now I'm in a different parish where I don't really know anyone besides the staff. Sure. (laughs) So I have to like really build relationships with the kids and say, okay, I am the person that's going to be your keeper. So come over to youth ministry. Have fun with us um and we could just learn off of each other because as a youth minister you have to keep evolving with time like your ideas have to keep going with the time because the kids can be like no i want to do no fashion show that's 2020 like and <laughs> then right. you're like well that's something I used to do when I was back but then you have to like I said you got to keep evolving stuff has to change with the times you can't be the same pastor that you was five years ago right right see (laughs) you have to change so i think change is good but i feel like with me being in a different parish that it's going to give me a better outlook on how i need to do certain things because this is a place where i don't really know anything
1: right right i will tell you this um you know out of all the parishes i've ever been at you know, it is. It is exciting, but it's also very. Uh, it can be a little nervous because you meet new people. You're, you know, it's a new community, new dynamic. You know, yes. you're in a different part of the city than you were at St. Catherine Drexel, and so um, I will. I will share what's given me comfort over the years is that you know um, people have always been very kind. Yes, people have always been very kind, and especially art people. You know, art people are always so kind. I'll tell you how it is, but they're all, but they are very kind. Yes, you know, because um, I think I think the experience I've had. Um, Everybody just wants the best for everybody, you know? And I think that'll be true for you. Actually I know it'll be true for you too, that everyone's rooting for you in your corner just to help you to be the best person you can be, you know? I think that's what God wants from us. I you know, and I think that's what we get to the Lord and we give to our ministry, you know.
2: Yes, I agree. Yeah. And even the ones that don't root for you. <laughs> but that's okay because you are still gonna keep pushing at the end of the day. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> absolutely. We go we go forth in faith. You yes. Know? You know, um, We've talked a little bit about youth ministry in, in, in kind of generic terms, but in these last couple of minutes, um, talk a little bit about from your experience that like comes from the black Catholic perspective, you know what I mean because that's, that's you know there are youth ministry that happens all across the archdiocese, yes. but the ministry that we do the ministry that happens in the black Catholic context is 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 unique and, and good and powerful and rich. Um, so what are some thing, what are some things that you hope for um, for your youth ministry in the black Catholic context
2: um From what I have learned with being with um, CTU, but also a a Totem Scholar, is that our faith is very rich. Uh, We have history that is amazing that as far as our music, how we preach, it's just very powerful compared to other Catholic churches. But being black and Catholic, oh, you got a little something in your pocket at the (laughs) end of the day. But with the kids is... We struggle a little bit. Sure. Our babies do struggle. Society is a little different from when we was growing up. Right. But then we can also say that as far as our parents, they said our struggles was different from them. So from gener- generation to generation, it's a struggle. But as long as we're there for the youth and guiding them forward, I feel like everything will be okay. But we have to listen as we get older yeah. we tend not to listen to our youth because the first thing they're going to say, oh, they don't know nothing. Right. But they know a lot. Yeah. Those are our gems. Those are our future. Yeah. So we have to use them because when you're no longer here,
1: mm-hmm.
2: who's going to be the next generation? If you haven't fed into them, then who's going to pass this history along and along? And I feel like maybe if we listen more, mm-hmm. The kids will want to be more involved in the church. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, I think that's that's a good hope. It's a good prayer, and I also think it's a great way for um, us to really kind of end our time here. Uh, I am. Uh, I share the I share those those sentiments with you as well. You know that that the work that you do, you know, as a youth minister, um, and the work that you do, the the gifts that God has given you, as you bring your whole self and your best self to to the church and to to the ministry that God has entrusted you with, that, you know, that you continue just to, um, to listen, you know, and to, and to, to God and to help. I mean, those are all really good and important things. Yes. So Kanda, I just want to say thank you. It has been a long time, but it has been good to catch up, especially over the radio, uh, and on YouTube and everything else in between. So it is good to see you. And thanks so much for sharing a little bit of your story with us here thank today. Thank you. You're very welcome. <laughs> So, friends, thanks so much for joining us here today, and uh, this has been an episode of the Black Catholic Initiative Radio Show here at the RSI Chicago. Uh, Again, you can find this uh, podcast on YouTube, at our our YouTube channel, Catholic Chicago, and anywhere that you can get a podcast. And again, this is also aired on WNDZ 750 AM. And I'm Father Michael Trail. Good night, and have a great—God bless you.